I want to talk today about finding courage in crisis. I wonder what you think of as your glory days, the best years of your life. 1973 to 1990 were the glory days for Liverpool Football Club, and there hasn't been a period of dominance like it. Over those 20 years, they won 11 English League Championships, three FA Cups, four League Cups, two UEFA Cups, one European Super Cup, four European Cups. Liverpool were totally dominant, in complete control. And one of the reasons why Liverpool supporters celebrated so greatly winning the Premier League last year is that they had feared their glory days were over, consigned to history. Many have said the same about Jesus and the Christian faith. His glory days are in centuries long past. Over a hundred years ago, Frederick Nietzsche declared, God is dead. Since then, sociologists have pointed to the church's decline, the secularization of society. Even Jeremy Paxman wrote in the FT in September 2017, irreversible decline has been the church's lot for several generations in an age where Sundays are for football matches and car boot sales. Are God's glory days in this nation irreversibly behind us? A thing of the past? I don't think so. This is the very question facing Israel in the book of Isaiah chapter 40. It is a dire time for the nation of Israel. All 39 chapters leading up to Isaiah 40 speak of hopelessness. The people of Israel had lost everything that was precious to them. They had been conquered, their lands were gonna be taken away, they were gonna be put into captivity, their temple was about to be destroyed, facing economic ruin, spiritual dislocation and exile. Even their identity was in question. Were they no longer God's chosen people? It looked like God had been defeated. Were God's glories days in Israel over? Then chapter 40 begins with a new and unexpected voice that breaks into the doom and the silence. And this new voice cries out, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to them, Jerusalem. Comfort, comfort, he said it repeated because it's so important. And when I think of comfort, I think of a warm fuzzy feeling of a hug or my soft duvet. But comfort in Hebrew, like the Latin translation, is comforte, with strength, fortify, put steel in your backbone, encourage, put in courage. God is speaking to his suffering people in the midst of their despair, their grief and their crisis and their fear of the future. And what does he say? He says, take courage in crisis take strength. And this voice continues to speak to Israel saying, it's not over. It's not finished. It's not time to pack up or give up. No, this is the time to get prepared, to get ready, because God's glory is about to come with such a power and a greatness and a force that you haven't seen anything yet. Don't look to the past. It's time to grasp with anticipation what's coming. It's only just begun. And I believe today, when others would say in our nation, the church is in decline and God is irrelevant, his glory days are behind us, nothing could be further from the truth. There are greater things to come. And Isaiah 40 goes on to say, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, 
prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for your God. Every valley shall be raised up and every mountain will be made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places are plain and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. Every Jew hearing this would be familiar with the protocol of when an ancient foreign king would travel. A forerunner would go ahead with a construction team. They'd go ahead of the party, scouting the land for the most direct, safe route, removing the obstacles, filling in the potholes, checking that the route was ready and prepared for the king's arrival. But clearly in Isaiah 40, this was no ordinary king's arrival, no simple moving of rubble. Every valley will be raised up. Every mountain will be brought down low. This is of seismic proportions. The biggest desert highway ever built in human history is in China. It's in the Taklimakan Desert. It's the world's longest highway ever constructed. Costs over $5 billion to make. It stretches for 930 kilometers and it took four years to build and they had to level 32 small sand dunes. But even for that highway, they couldn't demolish mountains or landfill whole valleys. This is of a completely different order of magnitude. This preparation was for a king greater than any other king. God himself says, my glory days aren't over. I am going to build a super highway so that I can come to you to bring my glory. I am making a way, a path that is straight. I'm coming to comfort you, to strengthen you, to free you. I am coming into your wilderness, your barren places. I'm coming to reveal my glory that you thought was destroyed with the temple. And I'm coming to rescue and to bring you new life. This voice, the voice of God's spirit himself, says the glory of the Lord isn't dead. It's about to be revealed in an even bigger way. The story's not over. There's so much more to come. So how can we know and experience his glory that is breaking into our world today? We can know it because you and I can know Jesus. Jesus is the King of glory. And Isaiah 40 has always been understood for centuries, not simply as the turning point for Israel, but as a foretelling of a coming king who would usher in God's glory to a completely different level. And that's why John the Baptist uses this passage to announce the arrival of Jesus. Jesus is the promised king who comes to us on the superhighway to enter into our world to reveal the glory of God. In his life, he heals the sick, feeds the hungry, loves the outcast, performs miracles, God's glory is gone public. And even in Jesus's death on a cross, when all looked lost, in that very moment, God's glory reached its greatest fulfillment because his love and faithfulness were revealed for all time. As Jesus's dead body was raised to new life, he overcame the power of death and crisis to triumph over every enemy and release a new glory into this world, which is still growing and will one day come to fulfillment. Jesus is still at work through the church. 
That's why it's been such a privilege to be involved with so many of you with Love Christmas and Love Your Neighbour. Even this week, we're hearing so many stories of God's hope and love breaking out across our nation. One story from a church in Bognor, they wrote to us saying, we were approached by a lady who's from Surrey and has been tuning in to HDB at home and found out about Love Your Neighbour. She has an elderly and isolated father living in Bognor and she asked whether we could get some supplies to him. We said, of course we can. So we delivered one of our bags of blessing and we will ensure he's not so isolated anymore. This is one small example of thousands of stories taking place across the whole country as churches come together to deliver one million Christmas boxes of hope and love on top of the millions of meals and other support that has been given to the most vulnerable at this time. Through this accumulation of each small and kind act, God's glory is being revealed, lives are being touched, and our society is being reformed. Jesus is the King of glory, but he also brings his glory into each of our own lives. I experienced this love surge through me and a peace that brought comfort and strength. I experienced a transformation that gave me hope and courage when, quite frankly, my circumstances looked hopeless and I felt trapped. And that's why if you are struggling today with a particular fear or anxiety, a problem in your work life or with someone that you love, or if you are feeling in crisis, you have reason to hope. You can find courage because God's power is at work in our world and it is greater than every other power. You can know this power in your own life. That's why this passage ends by promising that you and I can experience God's spirit, his glory, because he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So take courage in the crisis. God's glory days are not over. There is so much more to come. In Jesus' name, amen.